The following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Everybody, welcome to Retro Pop. I am one of your hosts. I am John and Towns, and I'm joined by the illustrious Mr. Matt Johnson. Matt, not too going? bad, bud. Happy to be back. We missed. We we took a little extended break from you guys uh, last week. Just some things didn't can, didn't pan out. Times weren't lining up, but I'm feeling good. Uh, I'm happy. I'm happy to talk some Retro Pop. Uh, but I think. I don't know if you plan on doing this, but I think it's appropriate considering what just transpired this weekend uh, that we give a little love and uh, you know our condolences to the family of uh, Chadwick Boseman, who played uh, Black Panther, yes. passed away. Was it colon cancer? Passed away. Yeah, it was passed yeah. away Friday night. The news broke, and uh, I don't know. It. I was having a really good day Friday, and that 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 just like it destroyed me. It, it honestly destroyed me a little bit. So. Um, I think anyone who, um, I mean, just from our perspective, I'll throw you in there with here with me who are who love comic books and have really loved these movies because they represent seeing our comic books come to life. Right? Um, this is this is a big big loss. Um, so yeah, I was just like anybody else who was a fan of of his was. Fairly taken aback and shocked because obviously it wasn't something that he had publicly said, even though he'd been battling it for uh, yeah, four that years. Yeah, that surprised me the most, probably. Yeah, so uh, that in itself, I hope, and you know, I, you never know how it goes, but I hope it just teaches us as uh, <laughs> as humanity to realize that you really, truly don't know what anyone, uh, what personal battles anyone is going through. Uh, so maybe think about that next time you're mad at someone or you don't like somebody for whatever reason. Uh, maybe just kind of sit back and think. I don't. I don't really know what this person is truly going through in their personal life, or what you know what battles. Because I mean, he was filming movies and stuff and becoming an icon, honestly. Yeah. Uh, while he was battling, you know, terrible, terrible cancer. So, uh, man, what a really, truly, what a king, dude. This dude was he truly was. a king. He, he really was. I mean, on top of that, too, about not knowing what people are going through. But at the same time, too, uh, you know, what's your ex- – not to get too preachy, but it has had to be said. What's your excuse for not doing things that you want to do in life? I think that's an important aspect to look at this, too. Battling, I think, yeah, while filming seven different movies over the last couple of years, um, battling colon cancer. Didn't say a word. Nobody, yeah. nobody knew, and he was still out there putting his heart and soul into his work. What's your excuse, everybody? Go out there, live your dream, do what you got to do, and uh, and fight through it. So, and maybe, uh, maybe treat you know people with kindness first before you get you know before you decide to just rip into somebody. Yes, yes, one hundred percent. Yeah, one hundred percent. So, uh, Wakanda forever, of course. Um. But yeah, I, I was gonna do that at the end, but we'll just do it now. So I'm glad you yeah, brought it up. Yeah, uh, a, a huge deal. Um, I mean, that feels like putting it very lightly, to be honest with you, because we're just a couple of white dudes, right? Yeah, 
And we've had plenty of representation of superheroes up on the screen. Um, but he means so much to so many people, probably even more so. Well, I would I would say even more so to me and you, uh, to a, you know, to a whole race of people, uh, what he represented. Um, so that cannot, you know, that you can uh, his legacy will live on forever. I I do say, um, even I mean even even DC Comics put out something uh, about it. And uh, that's I know it sounds at the I mean it's life or death and so it's kind of trivial really if you break it down to that but in the world of comic books that's that's fairly huge yeah so um yeah uh so rest in peace rest in power uh, he will truly be missed by I dare say almost everybody um hopefully I mean he seemed like such a he really just honestly seemed like such a cool dude to me like any interview you ever saw with him. Uh, man, uh, he was quickly becoming one of my favorite actors. Like, I would watch a movie if I knew he was in it. 100%. No, 100%. No, and it's, yeah, it's, he's been in a lot of good, great movies. A lot of been in a great, been in a lot yeah. of great movies. So, um, so I'm, I'm honored to have been able to live and, and watch his work as it, as it happened. But, um, yeah. 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 Same. We're very, we're, we're very spoiled, honestly. <laughs> As uh, you know, I'll speak for myself, growing up as a nerd, very spoiled that, that a lot of the stuff that I love has become mainstream. And, uh, but yeah, so, uh, man, Wakanda forever. I think that's the, just the, one of the, uh, I mean, he's he's an icon. Yep. So. yep, Wakanda forever and in the world of football, Fonte Mack, no matter what. But, all right, everybody. Yep. That's, uh, well, yeah. Sp- yeah. Well, speaking of icons, Matt. Um, let's jump to another icon. Uh, let's talk about Bob Ross. That's what this episode's about today. We're going to talk about the life and legacy of Bob Ross. Uh, let's get into our personal history with Bob Ross. Good shave with it. Look at that. Super sharp. Now then, <clears throat> let's decide. Maybe there's a happy tree, evergreen tree. He lives right there. Start with just touching the canvas. Use just the corner of the brush, just the corner, and begin pushing, making the bristles bend slightly downward. All right, Matt, so I don't know if you've heard this before, but I, Johnny Townsend, am an artist. Are you now? (laughs) I like to make sure. I I know it comes as a shocker, but uh, so I grew up loving art. I've been drawing since I was like five years old, and I just never stopped. Um, So anytime any sort of... uh, depiction of art or anything was on tv i was kind of <laughs> drawn drawn to it <laughs> and um <laughs> and of course this meant bob ross uh, i got the i remember i still remember seeing him in an iconic hairstyle that perm man oh, i think it was beautiful uh, i still remember seeing him and just watching him paint a full picture in half an hour uh, that astounded me i don't know about you but um you know, I, w- while I'm drawing and people are watching me, I kind of hate it because it's just the uh, you know it's just feels weird somebody looking over your shoulder. But <laughs> I get it because watching other people do art is very fascinating to me, and I love watching people create. I, I just got an idea for you, um, and may- maybe okay. we can maybe we can do this t- together. But just just pretend like you're on a TV show and you're supposed to draw like on television. And then, as you're drawing, yeah. just hide the painting and just don't look at the camera. And <laughs> no, no, you can't look at this. 
no, stop watching me. I, I just feel like it would be <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like it would be a little funny, especially coming from you. Here, guys, today we got to learn yeah, how to draw yeah. some happy trees, and uh, and you can't watch. <laughs> what if the whole time, like, uh, it's a thirty-minute program, and the whole time you never see what I'm drawing <laughs> until the very end? But I'm like, I'm drawing the whole time. <laughs> But then when I reveal it, it's just like a really sloppily done stick figure. <laughs> <laughs> After thirty minutes, and the camera's just yeah, it's it's like looking at your sh- at your back, like the middle of your back. It's not even on, it's not even focused <laughs> on the arting or your face or your hand to show the motions at all. It's just it's just poor camera work, like that grandma that that you know borrows your camcorder and she misses everything that you ask her to videotape, just like that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> No, it's a it's a fun memory. I always like hearing like your inspirations because you're a very talented artist, and I know, I know that you you know I know that. Um, But I like these. uh, I think a lot of our listeners, and and I got do got to say thank you to all of our listeners for your continued support. Johnny is is a one. He's he's phenomenal at 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 what he does, Uh, and in fact, your income is based on your art, right? You, you, your your art is your life. Your yeah. art is your life, which is which is really cool. Yeah, uh, pretty much. Uh, so that's something I have in common with this guy. But also, um, uh, that's until this show, uh, until we get our Patreon going, and of course, all you lovely people join our Patreon. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and help support that's me. That absolutely. Way. Um, yeah, which is coming soon, by the way. I am working behind the scenes on that as we Thank speak. Thank you. Thank you very much. Um, you know, I gotta admit, uh, I remember Bob Ross in bits and pieces. All right, my personal history with him is is probably not as extravagant as yours. I did grow up with somebody who did art on TV, Pappy Land. All right, that was uh, that was my guy. Growing up and watching, uh, but I do remember some reruns of Bob Ross. But I remember Pappy, Pappy and 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 Pappy Land. That was that was a thing, and I. Uh, I was sad because my art never got made it on TV, but I was obviously not good. And here I am, a podcaster, 25 years later. Uh, <laughs> this is not that great. But, uh, I, oh, man, I used to be in love with those ty- types of shows. But, like, my real knowledge of Bob Ross came, like, it was a few years, you know, probably a few years ago. And everybody started sharing pictures and quotes and, in some cases, memes about Bob Ross. I'm like, all right, I got to figure out what this guy is all about. I got to figure out why he's, uh, you know, why he's so highly touted. And you kind of look at him and he's just like, he's like a real, he's a really fun American success story. All right. And he's a great person. He's a great person. I mean, he went through the military and he still still came out and he was like a, this nice, like, he's like, he's like Mr. Rogers. I, I, I kind of look at him in the same light as I do Mr. Rogers. All right. One of these childhood TV, um, you know, people, folks that inspired goodness in others. And I think we as society, we tend to uh, we tend to look back at them when it's convenient for us. But I wish we lived by their example yes. all the time, not just when other people are acting up or, or what it is, whatnot. You know, it, Bob Ross is just I mean, this is great. And it. it and it's cool too because there's n- there's like not a huge emphasis on like there is but there isn't like when it comes to television there's not a huge emphasis on art and I mean I remember being a kid a- in elementary school and I was just like I don't care about art like I I just wasn't like there wasn't this huge emphasis on it and 
I think Bob Ross, you know, guys like Bob Ross brought an attention to it that, you know, you got to unleash your creative side for that reason. So I'm thankful that, you know, he existed. He did a, he did a, his show. Uh, he lived the life that he did, set the examples that he did. Um, I just, yeah, it, it's long success. He, he wor- lived a life worth living. Uh, so to speak. So, um, but yeah, personal experience. That's I haven't had too much firsthand, but a lot of it's been retrospective. And uh, I love the guy. Love the guy absolutely. Yeah. So now it's time to paint some happy little trees and uh, some little fluffy clouds over here and talk about the life of Bob Ross. Toward the center of the painting. There. That's really all there is to it. And we'll put a little in the water, too. We don't want it left out. Now comes the most fun part of the whole technique, and that's washing the brush. You've painted with me before. <clears throat> you know, this is, this is where I really have a good time. It's cleaning this whole brush. We wash our brush with odorless paint thinner. Shake it off. Then <laughs> and just beat the devil out of it. That really is the fun part of this whole technique. Thalo Blue. All right, Matt. So Bob Ross was born October 29th, 1942. Uh, just to give everybody a time frame, that's around the era of World War II. Uh, so that's when he was born. He was born in Orlando, Florida, uh, home of the mouse uh, in the south here. Uh, two parents, Jack and Ollie. His dad was a carpenter. That's going to come back fairly big in his life. And his mom was a waitress. Uh, as a kid, even as a kid, he showed this love for animals, and they said he would actually even, as a child, if he found an injured animal, he would take that animal in and try to help it and nurse it to get uh, to get better again and release it. Uh, and this is all kinds of animals from uh, squirrels, which are his favorites, which if you watch his show, you, you probably know that, to uh, snakes and all kinds of stuff. So he didn't discriminate when it came to animals. He loved all all animals. Even Which is something kid. I've gravitated um, towards. That definitely something I've gravitated towards. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he would actually end up dropping out of high school. He made it to about the ninth grade, and he said, "This is just this is enough for me." So, this is another one of those. <laughs> what everybody tells you, you got to go to school and graduate. Uh, here's another one of those stories that tells you different. So, <laughs> uh, and he would actually start working for his dad as a carpenter, uh, working with his dad as a carpenter. And one day he actually would be involved in an accident and would lose part of his left index finger. Um, so if you actually go back and watch uh, watch his show or anything like that, and you really look, you can see that uh, one of his fingers is just a nub. Yeah, uh, it didn't really affect him because it was on his left hand. So and he was right-handed, so it didn't affect his actual painting, and he was still able to hold. Um, you know, all his paints and stuff. So it didn't really truly affect him in his what would later become his day job. But it's still kind of, I don't think a lot of people even really recognize that. I know for the longest time I didn't know. I never paid attention to that. Uh, so in uh, 1961 rolls around. He's 18 at this time. And he decides he's going to join the Air Force. And he would rise in the ranks of the Air Force. But this was also fairly huge because of where he ended up getting stationed. Uh, they would send him to Alaska, uh, and Alaska, if uh, if you haven't taken the time just to look at Alaskan landscape, uh, do yourself a favor, Beautiful. because that is just, 
pure beauty just thrown into your face. Yeah, it's all <laughs> like everywhere natural. you look. It's all natural beauty. It's not like developed architecture yeah. and, and stuff. You know, like I appreciate nature as for what it is, especially as a, from a photographer's perspective. And uh, oh my God, Alaska is like one of my dream trips to kind of do that and just just take pictures and and and, and enjoy that. So uh, I can it it is important, inspirational even and it, from an artist perspective. I mean, you can look at something, you know, it's it's almost like, I'm not going to say it's a barren wasteland, but it's a barren place, not a whole lot of people, not a whole lot of cities, towns, et cetera. But if, you know, you know you're an artist when you can look at a place like Alaska and find inspiration to do what you love. Yeah, I mean, there's literally, um, you know, places in Alaska you can only get to by plane. Like, there's no roads going to them and stuff. Uh, actual cities and, and such that you have to take a plane to get to. Uh, so that's how remote Alaska truly is. It's mostly uninhabited, like you said, except for by animals and wildlife. Uh, people make up a very low percentage of the amount of people, I mean, the amount of uh, inhabitants there. So Alaska is still kind of uh, an undiscovered country in a way. In a, in sense, a lot of ways. yeah. But Bob Ross fell in love with Alaska. Um, he loved the outdoors, and he would actually start during his breaks in the Air Force, he would start painting. And he already he he'd always had kind of a knack for painting, uh, so uh, he would do that during his breaks. And what's really funny is you know he's got a very distinct style. I kind of lampooned it before we started this, where he really just kind of talks low like this. This is kind of about the level that Bob Ross would talk. You know, very calm sounding. And apparently, when he was in the military, because he would he was a fairly high he ended up being fairly highly ranked. He really just got tired of yelling at people. <laughs> he didn't like doing it. So he decided that if he ever left the Air Force, he wouldn't do that near as much. So that's kind of where that came from. I, I respect um, that. Some people, it becomes such, like, yeah. so second nature that that's how they live the rest of their life. So um, that's really cool to hear. Yeah. And just uh, FYI for our audience, if you hear meow, my cat's in here going blonde. <laughs> <reason>. so, uh, <laughs> um, but he would also, during his time, take a second job as a bartender. And while he was doing this, a little show popped up up there on the television, on the old public uh, TV station there, uh, called The Magic of Oil Painting with Bill Alexander. Bill Alexander was a German painter, and he would become a huge, huge, huge influence on Bob Ross and his career. Uh, and one of the main things that Bill did was the technique he used to paint that would really, truly transform Bob Ross he used this uh, technique that was that's basically called wet on wet. Now, what that means, just to kind of break it down, basically, you know, <clears throat> while you're painting, when you put paint on canvas or anything, usually you need to let it dry, right? You need to let it dry before you add anything else to it. But not with this technique. If while it's wet, you just keep adding stuff to it. So if you watch, excuse me, if you watch Bob Ross paint, you can tell he's he's just. He doesn't wait around, right? He definitely doesn't let anything dry. He just yes. keeps adding paint on top of paint. <laughs> so that actually lets you paint way, way quicker. You're not waiting on anything to dry, and you can get paintings done really, really fast, a.k.a. within a half hour. Um, so Ross would watch him, would watch uh, Bill Alexander do this, and he learned this style. And after, while he learned this style, what he would actually do was he would start painting Alaskan landscapes on uh, gold mining pans because in Alaska they would mine for gold, obviously. So he he got to where he would just paint 
uh, just beautiful landscapes on there, and he would start selling those um, in, in the bar. And eventually, he actually started making more money from that than he did from his military. Hmm. Well, that's got to be refreshing. Um, so that, that's got to be a refreshing feeling. Yes. Yeah. So that, um, I mean, Matt, we can kind of identify with that, right? Like uh, wanting to do something you actually it's something love. something I yearn for every day. Uh, I hate my day job. Yeah, I instead hate of having my a, day job. Yeah. And I live check to check. And it's not fun. I do work in construction. I make fun. a decent living, you know, but it's, uh, I don't know. Again, like I don't want to go to a place where people yell, you know, yell at you, treat you like garbage, and, and you know, stab each other in the back over a paycheck. I'd, re- I'd rather do things my own way. Uh, I mean, that's my current ambition right now and, and, and goal. But, uh, yeah, I, I can relate to this. And I can't wait for the day that it finally happens. Can't wait for the day it finally happens. Yeah, nobody likes just being a number, Correct. right? Because that's all you really are in yep. a business, uh, <laughs> unless you're high, high up. You're just a number to them, and they'll just replace you in a second. Uh, so he in 1981, Bob Ross would actually end up retiring from the Air Force because he really wanted to start focusing on his art career. Uh, and so he moves back to Florida, and he would begin to actually study underneath uh, Bill Alexander. So he would actually learn from Bill Alexander in person, uh, which I couldn't even imagine that. Well, this guy you really looked up to and you saw him on TV, and you're actually able to go meet him in person and not just meet him, you know, uh, learn from him, learn the craft from him. I, I would think that would be, I want to use a pro wrestling uh, comparison here. When I was growing up, I thought I wanted to be a pro wrestler. Uh, thankfully, I didn't go that way because I would have not been good at it. But, uh, you know, I loved Mick Foley. It'd be like if I was wanting to be a pro wrestler and Mick Foley was teaching me how to wrestle. Right, right. right. So it's a huge deal. That's pretty, pretty yeah. fucking cool. Uh, and uh, Bill Alexander had a company. It was called the Alexander Magic Art Supplies Company. And Bob Ross uh, was hired into that. He became a part of that. And he actually would become a traveling uh, salesman slash tutor. So he would go around the country and he would hold classes in the name of Bill Alexander. And people could sign up for these classes and learn to paint uh, that style, the wet on wet style. Uh during one of these classes, a woman named Annette Kowalski discovered Bob Ross. She's basically known for being the one who really discovered him and thought there was more to him than just what he was currently doing. And she saw a lot of promise in him. And she actually was able to convince him and his wife, because Ross was already married at this time, uh, to invest their life savings into Ross's own art business. So Ross would end up leaving the Bill Alexander's uh, Magic Art Supplies Company started his own company mm. at this time. Uh, but at the very beginning, as it is with most businesses, uh, I mean, you can definitely relate to this, <laughs> Matt. Uh, it's not easy, especially at the very beginning. No. When you're really just starting out, it's a real struggle. It takes two to three years on average. Two to them. three years on average for, like, a, a small business. I would consider it a small bi- Any time you start up a business, it's a small business. But they say about two to three years before you really get your – you know, notoriety and, and, and a foothold, you know, into and attracting people. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and that was their, one of the big problems. They would go around the country trying to hold these art classes and nobody was signing up. Uh, he didn't have a name. He wasn't recognizable at this time. Uh, but, however, things were starting to slowly turn. And one of those things that actually happened by pure accident 
was that, you know, they were struggling, so they were trying everything they could to save money. And one of these ways that he decided to save money was on haircuts. Uh, he came from the military, like I said, so he was so used to having a uh, a certain style of haircut. And you can actually go back and find these pictures, but it looks so weird. Uh, but so it was much, much cheaper for him to get a perm. And that's what he did. And that's where his iconic hairstyle came from. It was purely because he needed to save money because his business just wasn't doing anything. Mm. I'm trying to find so, these pictures right uh, now. If, yeah, you can find them. There's a really good documentary on the the Bob Ross's official YouTube page. Uh, you can find a really good documentary. It has a lot of these pictures of him before the iconic hair. I really recommend it, too. It's a really good one. Uh, good documentary mm. there. Uh, and it's probably the one. Uh, also, just so everybody knows going into this, Bob Ross was notoriously very private about his private life. Um, there's actually no definitive biography, and everything we know is just from his close circle of friends and what they've told us. But even with a lot of stuff, they're very private when it comes to him still to this day because it's just how he was as a person. Um, <clears throat> so... Let's move into when Bob Ross starts painting on television. Uh, the Joy of Painting is the name of this very iconic show now that still gets shown to this day on repeats, obviously. But in 1983, and it's actually kind of a, how it actually got started is sort of, uh, there's conflicting stories on how he actually got started with this. One of the ones that I heard was uh, somebody actually showed up to one of his classes and liked what he was doing was like hey would you consider doing this for our PBS, our local uh, PBS station and he would and then it kind of started getting big from there like people loved what he was doing loved watching him paint and learning from him and so other PBS stations around the country would pick it up too and that's one of them that's one that most people gravitate towards as the actual beginning of the joy of painting uh, so Ross would eventually catch the attention of PBS and the joy of painting was born he decided he would keep the, the same format as Bill Alexander's show. So if you watch The Joy of Painting, it's basically the same thing that he saw his, uh, you know, his, the guy who taught him most of the stuff he knew. He basically followed that same template Yeah, it eventually there. caused some issues and too, didn't it? It would, but um, Bill Alexander later would say that uh, – like he was interviewed in a very famous quote he said and I'm paraphrasing here was that you know even though he kind of invented and really well he didn't invent it because it's been around since the 16th century but even though he was kind of the he was the current person to really bring it that style to the light uh he thought Bob Ross actually did it better oh. than he did well that's good so, to hear yeah he actually came in that's and said good to that. hear and they would re they would reconcile and it was still you know uh Basically, Bill Alexander would officially pass the torch on to Bob Ross uh, on one of these shows, actually, even that would happen. So, um, so it's the same format as Bill Alexander's show. For each episode, uh, he would actually end up, Bob Ross would end up painting three of the same paintings. The first one would be, would be like his little, uh, what he wanted to do. He would set up, hey, I want to paint this picture, and he would bring it to the studio to be his template for the second painting, which was the one that we would all watch him paint on TV. So the one you watched was the second one that he would do. And then he would do a third one after that where he would add a little bit more detail and stuff because he also, uh, um, he made most of his money from uh, art supply sales and books because he would sell books and he would put his paintings in books. So that was what the third painting was for. Mm, okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, and in, 
a lot of people have wondered what's happened to a lot of his paintings. Most of them he actually ended up donating to PBS for those very famous, you know, money when they would try to raise money. Oh for yeah, PBS, the telethons. Uh, he would yeah. donate them. Yeah, the telethons, and uh, that's where a lot of his paintings went. They would be sold during these things. Um, so of course the show would catch on, and Ross would become famous. I mean, this dude became really, really famous. Uh, he, I mean, like other huge stars would would call him and want to talk to him. I mean, I'm talking like very famous Hollywood people and stuff. He he had made it. Um, and what's wild is most of the money he made, like I said, was from his art supplies and stuff. It was not from the actual TV show because his TV show was on PBS. Uh, and that's not a money-making venture. <laughs> As I say, public television is not where you go no. for uh, no. money. That's it. But this show would last a would last a long time, man. It would last from eighty three to ninety four, eleven years, um, and it's still kind of you know uh, aired today. Even they'll do reruns and stuff. Um, Ross was like I said, very private about his life, so a lot of people didn't even know he was actually fighting lymphoma, uh, a, a form of cancer, um, and he had actually. If I one of the things I saw said he'd actually beaten it once when he was younger. But it came back, and he was starting out feeling well, and he'd get really sick. And this is when you can kind of see the show really like he's doing less episodes, obviously. And um, it was he just wasn't very public with his appearance or anything. He kind of stayed out. They even said that he actually did lose because of the treatments. He lost his iconic hair, and he would end up wearing a wig uh, to cover it up. Um, so at the age of fifty-two, quite young. On July 4th, 1995, he would pass away from his battle there. Um, and that was kind of the end of it until 2015, Matt. So we're going to fast forward, you know, like 20 plus years here. And a certain little thing called Twitch. I don't know if <laughs> I'm sure everybody's at least heard of Twitch. Um, usually it's kind of for video games and stuff. Uh, but. Uh, Twitch would actually host a nine-day marathon of the Joy of Painting, and his popularity exploded all over again. That's where he started seeing these memes. Um, the um, What's it called where people listen to these people to help them sleep? It's called ASMR or something like that. Uh, he became really popular due to that because he had this really calming voice and demeanor. I forgot about that phrase. And yeah, I, forgot. I, I know what you're, ta- I know what you're yeah. referring to, though. Yep. Yeah, so he could, so that really brought him back into the limelight as well, uh, and he was brought back to a whole new generation. And uh, of course, I mean, this will get over into my other things, but uh, they would start streaming his shows and stuff, and he really, really caught on again. But that's the life of of Bob Ross. I mean, what a talent! Also gone way too soon. Um, I mean, he was only fifty two, so that's really, really sad. very young. Uh, very young very young um but now i think it's time matt for us to get into some matt's stats and he just sort of floats across the sky and and he's got a friend that lives right there clouds need friends too we all need a friend and bright red there, just, just load a little bit on the brush. Let's go right up here. Maybe we'll have a sun in the sky today, so decide where your sun is All right, so welcome to the Matt Stats portion of this show. Uh, so some, some Bob Ross statistics. All right, we got some fun ones for you guys. And now here's some, uh, here's some fun stuff. So 
Uh, they did somebody did a percentage of all the objects that appear in Bob Ross paintings. All right, ninety-one percent of his paintings, there was at least one tree. Eighty-five <laughs> percent, at least two trees. Fifty-six percent of his paintings, there is a deciduous tree. Fifty-three percent, a coniferous tree. Forty-four. Percent clouds. They really broke yeah, this down. Yeah, they did a good job. This is from 538.com. Uh, let's I actually should probably credit the guy's name who did it. Uh, Walt Hickey. This is one who did it. April 14th, 2014. This is really, really cool stuff. Uh, 53% of coniferous tree. 44% uh, of his paintings had clouds. 39% had at least one mountain. 36% had grass. 34% a lake. Uh, 33% river stream. 30% had bushes. Uh, 26% had snow-covered mountain. 24% had uh, at least two mountains. 22% man-made structures. 21% cumulus clouds. 20% rocks. 20% uh, sun. 20% also had a waterfall. 19% uh, of his work had snow, some form of snow. 18% uh, had a cabin. Also 80% of winter setting. 13% uh, had a frame or a path in his paintings. Uh, the 9%, oval frame, oceans, and waves. So they showed up in a limited number of his paintings. 7% uh, uh, of his paintings had a beach or cirrus clouds. I'm not sure the difference between clouds, but uh, that's a thing. 6% uh, had a fence and as well as uh, or, or, or fog. 4% had hills or barns. 3% had night uh, nighttime. And 2% had flowers, palm tree, cliff, or bridge in his paintings that were done on that show. All right, um, so here's some other statistics we can throw at you guys. Uh, uh, Where are you? Probably. Okay, here we go. A 93% chance that Ross paints a second tree, given that he has painted a first. All right, <laughs> they, they, they went really, really in detail. Um yeah, these are hardcore Very stats. Very hardcore. 39% prominently featured a mountain. So prominently, not just a mountain, but prominently featured a mountain. 60% um, of his paintings with one mountain in them had at least two mountains. All right. Uh, <laughs> there's a 66% chance that there's a, uh, a mountain with snow on it, that if there's a mountain in it, there's snow on it. Uh, hills appear in 4% of Ross's paintings, and he likes he likes some hills. Uh Let's see, 44% of Ross's paintings prominently featured at least one cloud, and given that there's at least one cloud, there's a 47% chance it's a cum uh, cumulus one. There's only a 14% chance that a painted cloud is a distinctly... Like, there's a, there is a lot to this. Um, and he had different... Like, he had a whole bunch of tags, too. I, I'm not... I don't completely understand the tags, but um, with all of his art, 3,224 tags. And I think that's just referring to different features and, and stuff in his... Uh, in his works, but there is, let's see, there's a lot, there's a lot, uh, I won't bog you down too much, but yeah, it's a super, fa like, fanatical, statistical viewing of, of Bob Ross's, uh, TV show, so, uh, but that's Matt Stats, that's Matt Stats in the nutshell, if you want to go and see more, 538.com, is actually spelled out, F-I-V-E, um, T-H-I-R-T-Y, e i g h t dot com and they have uh, a little feature from 2014 but let's head on over to johnny's did you know i thought maybe today would make a scene that's very happy 
beautiful little scene with a lot of color in it. Very easy that you can do. There we go. Okay, hmm. let's just put a happy little mountain, something about like that. And let's paint several little happy trees. And push. Look at there. Hmm. There. MTV, the land of happy little trees. <clears throat> That's right, Matt. We're going to get into some maybe some little less known facts about Bob Ross here. I want to kind of add to your stats. Did you know that according to PBS, at least 90% of the people who watched the Joy of Painting never actually painting along with the man Bob Ross? They actually would never paint. They just like to watch him paint. Interesting. So, yeah, so 90% of his audience actually didn't even uh, paint along with him. Uh, of course, his iconic hair is everybody re uh, recognizes, but uh, he hated it. He hated it. <laughs> he did not like it. He He did not like it. It was not comfortable, apparently. Uh, I mean, I I get it because I'm used to having short hair myself, and my hair is quite long right now. I need a haircut badly, and it just annoys me when it gets in my you eyes. You know what but, I think? You know uh, what I think of when you say that? Uh, what uh, was it? Beyonce in the third Austin Powers movie. She had her. She was wearing some kind of compression thing, and she she shook her hair and just poofed. Like I'd imagine that's how he was, <laughs> like like showering or just just living a normal life. Just poof, just right back to normal. Yeah. Yeah, but he, he also felt trapped like he couldn't get rid of it because it was literally like the logo for his business. <laughs> yeah. Was, was, this, when, was this. So he was stuck When you look at it. celebrities and stuff, their hair is usually pretty definitive. I mean, how did you feel, like from a pro wrestling yeah. standpoint, how did you feel when Shawn Michaels cut his hair or The Undertaker? You know? Yeah. It's, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard to look at it the same way. But, yeah, that's a thing. Uh, also, Matt, did you know that you can actually purchase a toaster? Uh, the last I saw it was 40 bucks. Uh, that would actually burn an image of Bob Ross onto your piece of toast. So if that's something you want for your morning toast, uh, there you go. You can look out oh, for I that. I think I know what I'm getting you for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can actually become a certified Bob Ross instructor. You mentioned his son before. His son did this, too. Uh, he would go around, you know, just like Bob Ross did for Bill Alexander, where he would go around teaching classes and stuff underneath Bill Alexander's name. Now they do that with Bob Ross to do the same thing. Uh, and apparently to actually become certified in this is quite grueling and very, very tough uh, to, to, to not only learn this style, but to they want you to master it and be able to teach it. So there's a lot involved there. Uh, and, of course... Uh, when it comes to streaming, Netflix, Hulu, and Amazon Prime have all had episodes of The Joy of Painting, uh, but these three have never had the entire, uh, in the entire, every single episode from all the seasons ever. However, um, there's a lot of evers here, but however, um, you can actually go to the official Bob Ross YouTube page, and all 403 episodes of The Joy of Painting are on there and you can watch them. I did not know that. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So if you need to, and it's really fun to just to watch somebody create on, on you know, on canvas. I, to this day, still watch it. It's just fascinates me. So, uh, so that's Bob Ross. Did you know, Matt, it's time for us to discuss the legacy in pop culture of Bob Ross. And see what happens as you paint you'll see all kind of things happening on your canvas and very soon you learn to use all these beautiful little things that happen. I think in one of the earlier shows I mentioned, we don't, we don't make mistakes. We have happy accidents. I mean, obviously we're, you know, we, we discussed that he actually made a comeback in 2015, even though he passed away 
decades before. Uh, so that in itself tells you that the legacy of Bob Ross is still going on strong. He's still worth a, a lot of money. Um, he only had one child. Like we said, he had a son. That was his only kid he ever had. He was married three times, I believe. Um, but he's not really survived by anybody but his son and the Kowalskis, who he became very close to. Uh, and I think that the Bob Ross uh, company actually runs through them. He left it in their name, I believe. So they're, ones, they're the ones who still kind of push it out there and, you know, and run all the stuff for it and, and all these things. Um, but, you know, I think he he's still an icon. I mean, for, for crying out loud, Deadpool freaking put out a movie trailer <laughs> where he was Bob he Ross. Did. Didn't you draw <laughs> did, didn't you draw yeah. him like that before? Did you draw him like that before? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I've drawn Bob Ross himself too. Okay. Uh but yeah, it it's I mean just that's that's huge. If if you're getting lampooned by uh you know freaking Deadpool, you've you've certainly made it. You're an icon at that point cuz they knew everybody would know what he was doing, right? Like it's obvious he's making fun of Bob Ross or whatever. But one of the fun things I discovered was that Bob Ross, and I'd forgotten about these, and you can find them. Bob Ross actually did commercials for MTV. Oh. And <laughs> I highly recommend looking those up. I don't want to give anything away, so go find them. They're very much worth looking for. Uh, and also, Matt, side note, did you know that MTV still has the Video Music Awards? <laughs> they do. I didn't know they actually played music on 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 their music television channel I, that's I don't crazy think they do i don't think they have in decades <laughs> i don't i've not seen a music video on mtv no. in decades so that I, I feel like this is the same as if uh you had we decided to give an accurate history award to the history channel right now <laughs> <laughs> these are just things that just aren't things that are on these channels that, despite the name <laughs> but yeah so he i mean he would do commercials for mtv and stuff and i would definitely recommend those they're really funny so he wasn't afraid to take shots at himself which i very much appreciate um yeah, so uh, Bob Ross to me will always be an icon. I mean, just not just with the hair, but with his voice. I think his voice is just as much a part of the whole thing as anything else. His, his very calming demeanor, uh, how he was with animals. I mean, he would bring animals with him into his studio. So there's plenty of of episodes you can watch where he has like little squirrels and stuff running around with him as he's painting. Um, so, uh, man, what a legacy! You know, as an artist myself, the f to even be known by just a small percentage of the population would be pretty amazing. But this guy was known around the world uh, and still is to this day. I mean, what an icon. He's getting passed along still, still uh, getting, you know, rejuvenated today, like like I said, in 2015 uh, with the new generations and stuff. And I kind of think it's going to continue. And the one thing I do think, I'm making a prediction here. I do think that at some point somebody's going to come along in the vein of Bob Ross and kind of pick up where he left off. I hope so because the world can. I think the world can kind of use it right now. Uh, not gonna yeah. lie, not gonna lie. Uh, my thoughts on Bob Ross's effect on on, on pop culture. Uh, you know, we. I don't know. I kind of grew up in a in a time where like arts and educate like arts and like education being kind of others. It kind of wasn't really put up on a pedestal. It really wasn't, and Bob Ross was that that kind of guy. And I'm glad that people are, you know, hate the state of the world as much as they do today, and they kind of go to look back at some of Bob Ross's, you know, teachings and that style of, of how to be a decent human being, and and also to find their artistic side, right? 
I mean, if you would have asked me five years, five, six years ago, if, if I would be sitting here, and I, and I view podcasting as an art, and obviously I've done photography, uh, if I would be into the arts, I would tell you you're a liar and you're silly. Um, but now, as I've learned about Bob Ross and his encouragement to kind of be that person uh, and, and to really find your creative side and, and do what makes you happy in life, you know, uh, stop, stop, I, I, I guess, putting, you know, your, what's the phrasing I'm looking for? Your worth is not measured as, you know, to how much you do for other people, like working for other people in that sense. It's really what you make of yourself. And that's the way I view Bob Ross. So he's been pretty inspirational to me in hindsight. Like I said, I didn't grow up prominently when he was around, but I'm aware of him, his, uh, his I guess, lessons and how to kind of be a human being and his artistic style. Yeah. Yeah, and I would also say you do photography too, and that's art. Yeah. So um, I think he can touch a lot of art on a lot of – and not just painting, like just different types of art uh, – He's an icon for so that's the life and times of Bob Ross. Uh, we painted some happy little trees. We hope you enjoyed doing that, Matt. Any idea what we're going to cover? Next? All right. So next time, next time we come back on in two weeks, Scouts Honor, uh, we are we're going to discuss MySpace. <laughs> that is what our retro pop pop that's culture right. feature will be. It'll be MySpace. We're going to look to see if our buddy Chris Chavez will want to come on. Uh, but MySpace is is something you know it was. I kind of miss it, seeing how social media is nowadays. I kind of miss MySpace. It was just right, but um, that's just me. So MySpace is going to be our next subject of discussion, and I'm looking forward to talking to it with you guys. Yeah, so be sure to friend us for that for on our MySpace pages. Check out whatever music playlist I got going on. Enjoy And enjoy whatever background I put on my MySpace <laughs> page. Uh, thanks for joining us. Uh, Matt and I very much appreciate it. And of course, I want to leave you with this, Wakanda forever. from the future telling you that your dream is going to come true what no way yeah you're going to have an awesome podcast called let's talk but no politics okay and new episodes come out every sunday on bsab